Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who. My name is David and as always I am joined by the veteran Matt. Hello there. Hello Matt. So, here we are doing another of our Listener Pick bonus episodes. Oh, it, it's nice to be knocking these out a bit now, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost as though we yeah. should have really done them a lot sooner, but never mind. <laughs> uh, best laid plans and all that but um here we are so this this episode we are going to be discussing a war doctor story which was a suggestion given to us by the duchess herself uh sonia now the good news is david this week i was lucky enough to sit down with sonia and ask you know the reasons for this story and mm-hmm. I'm going to put that interview in now. Hello, and welcome to a special edition of Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who. My name is Matt, and David's not here. We've got a special guest. It's not my mum. It's not little Zorbs. Uh, today we're joined by Sonia, Martin McLean Hall of Famer. Say hello, Sonia. Hi everybody. Okay. Good to good to be here. So it's a special treat because Sonia, you were actually the first person last year to donate fifty pounds to the Wheelie Big Quiz. So this is part of your listener suggestion episode. Oh, so yeah. we'll we'll come to that in a moment. So obviously that earned you your place in the Marty McLean Hall of Fame. Very proud, very proud. But also, I, I wanted to do something a little different because it, it's something we don't do, but you support our friends at the Cloister Bell and who could convince you on Patreon, and we, we don't do that, so this is like your reward for looking after our friends. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, I would. If you guys had one, I would. Yeah. I mean, it's really so, so expensive. I, well, I, for me, it's like a buck fifty. It's a pound. So you don't know this, but this week I Mm -hmm. met Harry from the Who Can Convince You podcast, and he bought me lunch, so I'd like to think your donations bought my shrimp sandwich. Absolutely. Absolutely. There we go. Yeah. It's my two, it's like crossover every time. I'm like, oh, I have a whole world of people that I talk about that Nobody that I, I, well, I mean, everybody knows your names now. Like I talked, I'm like, oh yeah, I was listening to Matt and Dave today. What, so. what was really awkward was Harry and I invited Rob from the Cloister Belt to join us for lunch. And he said, oh, I can't get time off work. I can't get time off work. As we were sat having lunch, we noticed uh, Rob's wife put loads of pictures that they were just at the beach together. So oh. there you go. There's some behind the scenes beef between us and Rob. Maybe she also enticed him with lots of Jaffa cakes or Jaffa. Jaffa? I don't know how to say it. That could be a secret because I don't know if I've mentioned it on pod, but Rob is the tallest man I've ever seen in real life. He, I had, I asked him for their like show. I was like, I need to know how tall you are. <laughs> I, I'm going to go on record. I, I'm flat six foot. And I'm going to say Rob is minimum six foot ten. He struggles with doorways. <laughs> <He's just> giant. 
<laughs> yeah, I get it. I def I went to school with a seven foot tall Venezuelan guy. Wow. He was giant. Same. Yep, and he was on the swim team. Same. So you should start your own podcast just about him. <laughs> sure, I'm sure he would um, love that. I, it would be basically just a, be about every time that I, because we were both in the slow lane, the slowest lane, because my husband had made me join in college with him. Um, so I learned how to swim and then joined the swim team. Great. Awesome. Uh, and every time he, he would be in front of me, so then we would stop for like, you know, a new workout thing. And um, I would come up and be at a certain level of height um, that was not great for me. So what I want you to do as part mm -hmm. of this afternoon or this morning, wherever you are proceedings, is to go through some set questions. Right. They're going to cover a myriad of topics, but I think both of us will agree the first two questions are the most important. Mm -hmm. So, for starters, what did you have for breakfast and what has been your meal of the week? Okay. You're a big proponent um, of meal of the week, big supporter, I love so meal of the week. bring it back just it's, for you. It's my favorite. I, I was like, I just want all of the foods. And it makes me realize what I'm going to do when I finally get over to England one day, to the UK. Go, go um, to Thomas the today, Baker's, get a cheese and onion absolutely. sandwich. Mm -hmm. And a sausage roll. Yeah. Absolutely top top of the list. I want to go some of these breakfast places, all of that. Um, today my breakfast has been poor. It's basically this giant coffee uh, that I have from our good old Duncan. Um, and meal of the week. I was thinking about this. Because at first I was we didn't thinking, plan this, but I'm guessing you knew no. it was coming. <laughs> I had. I was like, all right, let me think about it. So at first I was going to be like, oh, we went to breakfast couple days ago with my husband's grandfather and his um, sisters and stuff at a there's like a small airport and they have like a little restaurant right by the airport so you can see the planes and I had an amazing breakfast sandwich it was like fried egg sausage on top of like um, a ciabatta roll it was so good but then my mom came over yesterday and made dinner <laughs> So she made um, like big turkey legs and thighs. Uh, and that's like the big ones. In Britain, we don't eat a lot of turkey, but like we see the Disney turkey legs that are like. Yeah. Not as big as that one. We actually are not like, well, my, we as in my mom's family, like my parents and my brother came here from Portugal. So like a lot of the big typical American things I've only discovered later in life. <laughs> but. Yeah, she made them because my husband loves it. Giant. Like, it was, like, at least this big. Um, uh, like, you know, about maybe ah, at least a foot long. Um, and then mashed potatoes, roasted Brussels sprouts, zucchini, and squash. And uh, a nice salad as well. Oh, and she also made, like, sweet potatoes. Uh, white sweet potatoes and yellow sweet potatoes or yams or whatever people call them anyways. Um, it was amazing. And then to end it, we had a slice of pumpkin cheesecake. Sounds good. Sounds lovely. So good. So good. What about you, Matt? you got to tell me yours. Uh, right. So at the minute, 
I'm on a bit of a health kick, trying to lose a bit of weight. Mm -hmm. So I, this is like exposing me because I'm a little bit ashamed of my breakfast at the moment. So it, I've started making smoothies, which are predominantly mm -hmm. spinach. But I also put in a Weetabix. I don't know if they have them in America. It's If we it, do, I don't know. It's a type of breakfast cereal that's just basically pressed together wheat into like a bit of a biscuit. And uh, it, yeah, and it kind of turns to porridge. But then this morning I had yeah. one with strawberry and banana in it as well. Mm. And then that does sound good. Seal of the week. I had some really good spaghetti carbonara the other day. That was nice. A good carbonara is yeah. like... So, we don't have it often, but yeah. whenever I go to a place that has one, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go wrong. I have so, eaten pretty well this week. In fact, probably my meal with Harry. I don't want him to listen yeah. to this and be upset. Oh, yeah. Although, Harry's yeah. partner showed me some pictures and videos of his cooking and... I can imagine. She, I need her to go back on that podcast. She is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Well, she showed me he cooked boiled cheese, where he put some cheese in a pan of water and boiled it into a liquid. So, right? I know the, the, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. no, yeah. Harry, yeah. Harold. No, it was, it, For shame. It so here's an impromptu important question. Because one thing I love doing whenever I speak to anyone on Skype is I like perusing their house. I see you've got a little Bulbazar down there. I see you've got big Arcanine up there. What is the best Pokemon? Oh, all right. So. In fact, I want to know your selected starter from any of the games, and then I want your overall favorite. Okay. All right. Selected starter. So, again, my husband is the one who got me. I liked Pokemon when I was little, but... My brother is a lot older. He's he's 82, so he's he's about seven and a half years older than I am. So, you know, we weren't on the same level. <laughs> um, but my husband got me into it. So Charmander well, is my overall favorite. Charmander, the whole evolution. I'll take them all. Take them all. Uh, but another favorite starter, um, uh, Piplup. See, sometimes I get really, I get very attached. I, I name mine, and mine was Shredder. So the the evolution of Piplup, the last one, Emporion? Yeah. No, no. That's no, it. Yeah. no, no. Yeah. No, nope. that's not. It's Empora something. Some something like that. Yeah, like an Emperor Penguin. It was Shredder, and uh, he was amazing, and I love him. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say I've always been. Charmander fan since the beginning, very old school. Um, we actually have all, all three starters have been chosen in our house. My husband is Bulbasaur, Charmander for me, and my daughter loves Squirtle. So uh, we've see, got, we cover the bases I, I'd there. be going Squirtle of those three. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, she's big, we have all three. Also a big fan of, um, oh, what, oh, oh my God, I'm so, Basing, not like I go through like a Pokemon ABC and one two three book with my daughter all the time. Um, Flareon, like I like Flareon, like the EV edition, EV evolutions. I 
You know, a lot of anything that's like more like a cat or dog or very like very you can tell what animal they derived it from. Yeah. I love those ones. Very excited for the new one. We've been listening to a lot of uh, YouTube's uh, for the new one. It's going to be based off Portugal and Spain. So I'm like, yes, yes. represent the country. Actually, my husband, I don't know if you'll be able to see, but I got this for Father's Day for my husband. It is oh, wow. him as a trainer and my daughter and our dog, Tormund, uh, as the Pokemon. See, I, I think my wallet's in the other room because I work in a school. Um, in my wallet, in amongst my normal cards, I have a Charizard card and a Blue Eyes White Dragon Yu-Gi-Oh card. So just like if I'm ever bored in a lesson, I'm like, do you want to see something cool? Check out my charis. <laughs> oh, I bust it out all the time. My favorite thing, because I work with little ones, um, I for English learners, but like sometimes I go into their classroom and I'm like helping out with uh, every kid in, in their group. And I'm like, oh, you're reading about Pokemon? And then I drop some facts and they're like five and they're like, how do you know this? Yeah. I'm like, because I'm cool. Yeah. Duh. I was like, I, I don't think I could swing with high schoolers. My husband works high school biology. But he busts it out too. <laughs> should we talk about Doctor Who? I guess we should. That would probably be appropriate. Right. Um, I, I'm going to do this the way I do it with David because I've written some questions down. You can choose question one, two, or three. Let's go two. Question two. What is your favourite episode of Doctor Who and who is your favourite incarnation of the Doctor? Alright, my favourite episode is the Empty, Empty Child Doctor Dances. Even though it includes, you know who, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Little John as Luke somewhere. We haven't heard from him, but he's off with John somewhere. Um, those are my favorite. It was the first episode that I watched that, like, I was watching it in my room. I was still living with my parents. My mom came in to ask me something, and it was, like, right around, and, are you my mummy? And I screamed so loud. <laughs> so it sticks with me. I love that episode. And Christopher Eccleston. It, Ninth Doctor is my favorite incarnation. Although, there are some, like, Capaldi really brought it up this time around when I was trying to watch but he's Christopher Eccleston just has my heart I love that doctor um, what is your least favorite episode and your least favorite incarnation of the doctor Ooh. oh what is my least favorite episode you're allowed to say oh all I of know Torchwood. all of Torchwood counts all as of one terrible episode <laughs> I tried to keep up. I was trying to keep up again, and I that the one the day one yeah that had me. It was rough. I haven't gone back to it. I'll catch up again. Oof. Um. No, actually, I'm going to go with. Is it called the janitor with Capaldi and? Oh, the caretaker. Um. Yeah, the caretaker. That's the one with the robot monster. <sighs> yeah, and. Honestly, it's because I cannot, and I know I'll get flack from somebody, Danny Pink and Clara, I hate them wow. together. Wow. It's, it's strong feelings. I tried to watch, so I know we're going to get into it later, but 
part of the reason I started getting really into like the Who Doctor Who podcast was because I was trying to get the motivation to get through that episode so that I could keep uh, keep going and watch the rest because I was trying to catch up because I had gone off the rails a bit um, and I tried to watch that episode like four times without being able to finish it and uh, I'm a completist so I couldn't skip it couldn't skip it so I watch it all if we play word association I want you to give me one word as your answer to this question how did you feel when Danny Pink got hit by that car so excited so excited (laughs) how did you feel when Danny Pink turned into a robot and blasted off into space grateful (laughs) amazing (laughs) good and I I loved I, I was so upset about it because he's so attractive that I was like, ah, oh, this would be nice. Like, I, some more eye candy on Doctor Who, you know, a little a little something for the eyes. And then by the end of, the, like, the second episode with him, I, it's like, nah, I don't want this. Yeah. I want him gone. Please yeah. leave. I think I lost interest in him when he said that the majority of his training in the British military was doing forward flip jumps. And he just yep. somersaults around the room. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, let me just, let me just do this crazy jump, because I totally need to do that all the time. Yeah, no, I it's just, Clara is hard for me, like, of companions. She is, I think Jenna Coleman's, like, really good at making her very unlikable, so, like, she's a tough one for me, but with her and Danny Pink, I was like, oh boy, I, I don't know how I'm gonna get through this, <laughs> but, um, I did. Thanks. So, in part to you guys. You, you talked a little bit there about watching early Who. Mm-hmm. So, it, how can I phrase this? In this week's. No. In the episode we've just released, but you won't have heard it yet because we were recording this before that. In, in an episode recently, yeah. me and David talk about how we discovered Doctor Who. So, what is your mm-hmm. Doctor Who origin story? Oh, so rewind back to, I think, end of 2012 into 2013. My brother and his girlfriend at the time were really into Doctor Who and watching it. And my best friend, Kara, was also watching Doctor Who. So they were like, oh, you should watch it. I think you really like it. Um... So, and this was like, bare, like this beginning of streaming, like there wasn't really anything anywhere. So I had to like go looking for it because everybody had like different things they like to watch it on. So I was like, all right, let me see what I can find. And I started watching and I like shotgunned it. I, I like uh, took it all in. I was like, Yes. I went through Eccleston, I went through Tennant and, and Smith really quickly. And then I started, I think the Capaldi, first season of Capaldi had like come out by the time I was like all caught up. And I started watching and then I got to that episode of The um, Caretaker and dropped immediately. Like was, I couldn't get past it. And so, but I like still really liked it. I watched some other episodes over again. I 
But, you know, then it kind of floated out of my mind for a while. And then a couple years back, um, I was like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to do this again. I'm going to go through it. I really wanted to see the Jodie Whittaker era. So I was like, I need to catch up. I want to see it when it comes like comes out. That didn't happen. But I started trying to like rewatch slowly and then I got pregnant. And so like I kind of watched a little bit, but then it fell off for a while. And so I started again, uh, probably like last summer. And then I knew I wasn't going to be able to like catch up, you know, as much as I wanted to because my kid and going to work. Um, so I was like, I'm going to listen. I listened to a bunch of audiobooks, and then I was like, I need some podcasts. I have to find something so that I'll want to keep going. And that brought me to about October, which is when I found you guys. So what, what was the first episode of Us that you listened to? Can you remember? Um, so it was, it was probably October. It was, I think Wheelie Big Quiz was already happening. Um, I can't remember which episode it was. Um, because I was like I, I was I was trying to find something and I, I was like looking through and I it must have been It must have been a Whitaker because we started her final series in the turn of this new year. So we've we've done season yeah, thirteen specials, Sarah Jane and all that crap. Yep. Yep. So it must have been like the maybe really beginning of Whitaker. Um and I like, for me, because I'm always so late to media, like, I, spoilers don't affect me too much because I'm just, like, I'm going to forget about it by the time I get to it. Um, so I, like, listened to the first episode, and I was like, oh, this is fun. I like, And I loved the Wheelie Big Quiz. I was like, oh, this is great. This is super fun. And I was like, David's so wholesome. Matt's hilarious. And I was like... I, I, I wish I could share David more with the world. I, I was... I was trying to, again, when I was having lunch with Harry, I was trying to explain that, like, he's perfect. He is. I, I get it. I'm just like, every time he talks, he, I'm just like, oh, David, you're yeah. so sweet. <laughs> like, you're so wholesome and so positive, and I love it. And I, But I do love when he gets, like, a little spicy yeah. and gets a little mad about stuff. I love it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. But he always worries about that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That is the, that's great content. It's, am it's amazing. I love, and I love, like, whenever, even if it's on Twitter, whenever he's talking about little Zorbs, and I'm like, oh, man, I feel better about my life. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm not the only one. And I think my daughter is, like, probably, like, a year and a half younger than, than or about a year or so younger than Zorbs. Again, so I, I don't want to spoil who the special guest is on our podcast this week, but I think you might enjoy it. I bet I will. I know I will. Yeah. <laughs> but An unexpected special time. guest, might I add. And not the politest the either. <laughs> but, but he's there, bless him. Uh, I love it. I know. I, so I, I just, I loved listening to you guys. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to go start at the beginning catch up to where I am and then kind That's of watch an episode and go. So I went back to the beginning 
and was going, but I had heard the really big quiz and stuff, and I was like, oh. So I was like kind of listening to you. I would watch an episode or two, catch up on the podcast, and then I would be like, all right, I'll go and listen to like the newest one. I was like, because by the time I get to Jody, I'm going to forget. And it's true. I like forget half the things slash the things that I think about when you guys are talking. Mm-hmm. Not the same. Not the same at well, all. <laughs> I, 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 it amazes me because obviously we're the other side of the world. And the wheelie mm-hmm. quiz just started because I was bored. And but, I mean, I, I've talked about it on pod. I thought I came up with that idea, but it turned out I'd just been listening to Married to Who Who did it. And I was like, wow. And it's like Meal of the Week. That just started because we didn't have anything to talk about. And I just said, well, what did you have for breakfast? And the fact, like, people enjoy that. And that, that is me and David. If we went to the pub, Mm. that is me and David. And it blows my mind that people are like, I really enjoy it. We've been doing it for years. It's great. It's that thing why a lot of the podcasts that I have listened to are very much like the ones that I stick with and keep coming back to. It's always like, it sounds like two friends are having a conversation and you've just, you're just in the conversation, even though you're not talking. And that is like one of the big things that like, cause I, I downloaded like a few, like I went through, I basically, I just went into my Apple podcast. I searched Doctor Who and just looked at what came up and yours was there. There was a couple of other big ones, obviously, that kept popping up. And then I listened to them, and then I... They were all right, but I was like, eh, okay, this is too too formulaic, too, like, very formal, and I don't... I'm not about it. You just want two absolutely useless dickheads that don't really know what they're doing. Two agents of chaos talking about toast. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. I was like... The meal of the week kept me coming back. I was like, I gotta know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need to know what to eat. I was like, in my head, I was like, all right, this is good to know for when I'm like planning a future vacation. Because like my dream is to like, I have a lot of family in Portugal. Like my parent, my dad has one brother who lives here and he's one of nine. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, when I go to Portugal one day, I'm going to, one summer, I'm going to go for a month and like on the weekends, I'll stay with my family and do stuff with them. And then I'm going to go to other places. <laughs> Because it's so much easier to get places from there. So I'm like, all right, so I'm going to go to York. I'm going to go to Tom's the Pick. I'm like ticking off food things. I'm like, Kara, we got to go. This is what we're going to do. So it's been very fun. And I, I kind of like had a bunch and then I stopped. And then I basically was like, I binged. I was all day. Matt and David, all, you guys were with me like on every commute, everything. I was like, okay, I am... I'm ready to listen and I was I wanted to catch up and it made me go through the show a lot faster because um, I was like oh I want to listen to the next one I want to listen to the next one how, how, and it was like fun to hear you evolve how upset are your family going to be when we release our five hour episode on Christmas day and you just ignore everyone <laughs> uh, they probably will be upset but also probably not surprised well, it'll be it'll just be like making me everybody else listen to it too. I'm like I'm putting this on right now. Yeah. Every time we get in the car, if 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 my kid is like playing and she doesn't want like she's not asking for Girl on Fire or Coco Melon or the Phonics song, 
I am, I'm like, okay, podcast. And I listen to it for as long as I can, and everybody has to listen to it too. <laughs> wow. Funnily enough, David's just texted me there, so I'm just going to take a photo of my screen and say, uh, he just said, are we doing the bonus episode? Yep, I'm just recording extra bits now. He's the best. <laughs> so we He's so good and I love it. <laughs> we probably should talk about the bonus episode. Oh, so yeah. you have requested that we do some more War Doctor. So uh, I can't it, the time scale's melting my brain a bit. But I don't think you know what we've selected to do yet. Because the, oh, I think I did. Oh, no, I that was part of the bonus Yeah, because you released the bonus episode. Yeah, so we yeah. are doing Never When, or I think it's called. Yeah. Um, so talk us through why. So, one. Very much, you know how, like, David knows tons about Doctor Who, but then it's always like, I don't really, I, I'm, I don't know that much. But he knows <laughs> that's kind of how I, I'm like, I I don't know what to do. I want to pick something good, something that they're never done. And I had recently finished listening to the audiobook version of The Engines of War with the War Doctor. And I was like, oh, that's really good. And it was really kind of different and to like hear what, you know, John Hurt's doctor was doing like during the time warp because it takes place right right in it it's like in the action um when it was still like fun and it was kind of cool just to see more characterization of him um and so but i was like that's the only one i know i'm sure there's more so it's like let me make sure i put if david has something better because i'm glad i didn't want to make you go through another long novel no i would never I'm, do in novels ever again <laughs> It's, I have, I just ordered some of the Target New Adventures, different ones though, um, from somebody on Twitter. Right, so I've uh, got my big pile <laughs> of Doctor Who books here, so I'll yeah. those are my notebooks. So it's almost impossible to get a hold of that Doctor Who damaged goods. So I yeah. downloaded a PDF and illegally printed it at work. Nice. So I was reading it off A4 sheets. Uh, mm -hmm. Then... I've got the Letters, Letters, Doctor Who magazine. Oh, yes. Then I've got Doctor Who, the movie, the book that we've done. Then I've got, this is the only one that's any good, the illustrated A to Z of oh, Doctor yeah. Who. So, it, like, I don't have a Doctor Who room in my house, but weirdly, sure. I've got a Doctor Who room in my house. I've got my little poster you, you with consume a lot. my hero, Annie oh, and yes. on it. The most beautiful. So, yeah. So this is my little we have, um, Doctor Who cupboard. <laughs> That's probably me. Uh, the only things I have right now, because it's very hard to get Doctor Who merchandise here. I've got this, like, my friend, my friend Kara got me this, like, it's like an LED little thing, but I haven't charged it. Uh -huh. And it came with a mini one. And then my husband, hold on, before, let's see if I can get it. Oh yeah. This is our like nerd room because 
our daughter can't come in here because we have a gate for the animals and the dog. But my little Chris Eccleston, yeah, he's he's like you can never find him anywhere. So I was very excited about that. I used to have shirts, but then I got chunky, so don't have shirts anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's well. I got the two books. One is a Seventh Doctor and Ace story, uh -huh. and it's pretty good. And then I have another one that I think is a third. It's a third Doctor story. Um, so far, so good. The Seventh Doctor one. I would tell you the name, but I can't remember. I know the cover is like Ace, and she's got like a like a very tight sort of suit thing. Like looks like a motorcycle suit almost. I, I, I think it's I know bad. the one you're talking about. Yeah. So far, that one's good. So I was like, oh, thank goodness. Because I know they're, it can be a little shifty on quality. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. It's, so the word, the one that I read was just an audio book. I don't remember. I just found it on Audible, I think. And I inhaled it, and it was really good. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see how you, you and David like hearing, like, the... The characterization, especially because it's going to be John Hurt, right? John Hurt exactly. is in that actual. That's it. So, like, I mean, he, it can't, he can't be bad. Yeah. So at least then, something will be good. That's it. When we did the, I can't even remember what it was called, the Paul McGann one, he was great, but the actual thing was rubbish. So, yeah. we shall see. If, if there's at least one thing good, that's, that's something. Right. Now, that <laughs> is everything on my agenda. So, is there anything you would like to add? I don't know. I'm just very excited. This is like a dream. I was like, I get to be, talk to my favorite podcast. I know that, like, after you, after I binged yours, that's when I started. I had listened to everybody that you had. Just saying, so how much influence you and David have, I added the minute you talked about them i added married to who i added cloister bell i added who can convince and pretty much any podcast that you mentioned and yeah. we're like these these guys are great all I the time and space otherwise mark all of time and space mark my adventures in space mark and time. is great my yeah. adventures in space. all the other doctor who podcasts are crap yep they, i have that's all that's my podcast right now is, are all of them i've been like listening to Shona's podcast as I like get through very slowly the um and Mark's podcast slowly through the classic who stuff and I mean like Mark and Ian are great Mark is the kindest person in the world like nicest guy nicest guy he recommended uh some books for my my daughter and like they're a hit I bought all four that I could find I think I just found out there's another one. I'm gonna buy that one too. The Oi Frog series. So thank you, Mark, if you're listening. Those were great. Like it's just been really nice because through listening to you guys, I've kind of been able to list, find these other podcasts, and it truly does feel like, you know, I know I've mentioned to you like through Twitter and stuff like there's some really rough, rough times in the winter. Or, and early this year, and, like, I, like, you guys were my comfort, you know? Like, I, my steady, and listening to everybody else kind of gives me that, like, peace, like, that time, like, going to work, you know, 
when I really didn't want to go to work. Like, you guys kept me steady and at least had something to look forward to every day to listen to. So I'm really thankful that I found your podcast and thankful for you asking to talk to me and doing my suggestion. Very excited. Can't wait till you see what I have planned for for the next Wheelie Big Quiz. Let's just say I've been saving. Well, just wait till you see what we've got planned because what week are we on now? We're about five weeks away from episode 200. So there might be something special in the pipeline. Oh, 200. It's too many, oh, isn't this it? It's going to be great. It's too, no, it's not enough. We should have stopped at 50. Any time you, you and David talk about let's just quit, I scream at yeah. my car. I'm like, no. You we should. You the thing is, we, we didn't get any good till about episode seventy, so we should have stopped before then. No, it's just yeah. wasted everyone's time. Not even. Right. Just and all the little little new additions have been great. Watching it evolve with the the editing has been very just, fun. I'm like, oh, there's music in here now. We literally do. Sing. When when Marty, Marty, when we finish recording, I'm gonna send you a special preview of this week's episode because I every so often I feel me and David just strike gold, and I think we've done it this week. Oh, I bet. So. This, this is the exciting bit. I'm going to give you a choice here. Okay. Would you like, because we're going to tie things up in a moment, mm-hmm. would you like to be David or Matt? Oh my goodness. Uh, I'll do Matt. Right. Because David okay. plays a lot more. Yeah, so you know where we're going with this, I think. Okay. So I'll put my David voice on and we'll wrap things up. So, all that's left to say, dear listeners, is thank you ever so much for listening, and cheerio. Bye now. Wow. Well, Matt. What a great interview. That... That is wonderful. I mean, I haven't heard it yet and probably won't hear it until this episode is released, but I have no doubt that was a fascinating discussion. Um, and thank you ever so much to Sonia for not only um, uh, donating her hard-won money for the purposes of uh, last week, uh, last year's Winnie Big Quiz appeal, uh, not only for... Uh, suggesting we look in detail at a really interesting incarnation of the Doctor, but also for um, being so kind enough to sacrifice her own free time (laughs) to contribute to this uh, podcast. So uh, for all those reasons and and more besides, uh, thank you ever so much to her for that. Um, So, Matt... Hello. This uh, this week we, we we're going to be talking about um, the the specifics were left to me and I I chose um, a a War Doctor Big Finish audio drama uh, entitled The Never When. Yes. Um, so my reasons for doing so were twofold. Um, one, I wanted I wanted us to do something that actually featured John Hurt because. We, we have so little of John Hurt as the War Doctor. We basically have his appearance in the name of the Doctor, a bit of dialogue uh, overdubbed on the end of uh, The Night of the Doctor, uh, 
and his performance in the day of the Doctor. And for a while, that was it. And then uh, in his, I think, just final couple of years, unfortunately, uh, he said yes to Big Finish and uh, they managed to record four box sets with him. So a total of 12 episodes. I, I think it's important which... to say as well, uh, yeah. I appreciate this was at a point where his health was declining. Yeah. I don't think you would notice that from this. He's brilliant. No. And I know it's John no, he and he it is in. brilliant, he... but he yeah. is the best thing about this. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, he, he's, he's not phoning it in at all. And uh, he, he was open about saying that basically the reason he finally... Because, I mean, Big Finish would have been asking him from, from the moment uh, the day of the Doctor was released. Um, and I think the reason he was he, he finally said yes to them was basically because his health was, was getting uh, a, a bit worse, he was looking for work he could do where he got to sit down for most of it. Um, so, you know, it was it was less physically demanding than, than shooting a film or a TV show or something. And, um, and I think, you know, he found... It, he, he, he was happy with the quality of scripts. I think they worked very hard to make sure that they did have scripts of... Uh, of a very high quality. I think everyone involved in the production on the Big Finish side were kind of that they 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 wanted to make sure they were doing justice basically to uh not just the legacy of the war doctor as a character but the legacy of john hurt as an actor well what um, i, I think is good about this story and you know I, yeah. we're not going to go through it beat for beat like we would normally no. but i like that this is the war doctor who we've seen you know as quite a sorrowful sad character but yeah. by removing him from the context of the time war for part of this story, he gets we get to see John Hurt as the Doctor rather than the War Doctor. I feel. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, in the wider context, the, the time war is going on. But what 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 they cleverly did, I think, with um, with the War Doctor series is. Um, Whilst the Doctor is an active participant within the Time War, he's still looking for loopholes. He's trying to do it on his own terms. It's like it's like he's engaging with the war, but he's he's still he's not just out there slaughtering people, you know, um, which I think ultimately is what you have to do. I think it would have been too much of a departure for the character if he's literally just gunning down Dalek sympathisers yeah. <laughs> every episode. Um, and what I, th what I particularly like about the Neverwhen and why I chose this story, even though I know you were probably slightly hampered by the fact that it's the third part of a box set, it does make references to some of the events of the previous two stories, but is essentially mostly a standalone story. Um, and what I think this one particularly does well is, is tackle with the notion of what, what would the time war be like? What would be the consequences of that? What kind of weapons could be developed and used within a time war, and the Neverwhen is one of the consequences of the testing of what of of a of a temporal weapon. Yeah. 
yeah. if you like. Yeah. Um, which I think is such a brilliant concept of the kind of thing, one of those like only Doctor Who could do this story. Yeah, because largely what we've seen of the Time War was just Time Lords with guns and Daleks with guns. And yeah, you know, we did see because... the big weapon that the, the Doctor had. So this was mm. good to see that expanded aspect of the Time War. Yeah. If in some ways, I think audio is the perfect medium to explore the time war in depth, and I know that Big Finish has done a lot of it. I didn't know when point. I wanted to drop this in, but of the Big Finish I've explored, I probably enjoyed this the most. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really good example of Big Finish at their best. You know, bringing in, uh, you know, amazing an amazing cast to tell a really interesting story, the story that probably only would work on audio. Mm -hmm. I think you'd really struggle to film this story without making significant changes. Um, it, 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 the way it plays with your imagination is, is really uh, good stuff. So I think we're probably going to get into the realm of spoiler territory now. Um, like I say, we're not going to go beat for beat, but we will, I think, talk a little more in depth about the, the the plot and its machinations and there is a big twist in this story um so uh the the starting point for it uh is effectively that the doctor's tardis has been hijacked and and flown into the neverwen which was this previously sort of inaccessible planet and the mm -hmm. reason it was inaccessible was because it had been the site of uh a, a Time Lord weapon being tested, uh, which had the consequence effectively of cutting the planet off from time and creating this field of endless temporal flux. So you have this endless battle raging on this planet with both sides continually um, moving in and out of different time periods. So they might start a battle with you know lasers and, and and science fiction things and by the end of it be, be fighting with sticks and spears mm. because you know they've regressed and also the the combatants themselves are uh evolving and regressing through different points in their species evolution um and of course there is a big twist that's uh, that that happens as a result of that. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about your reaction to that twist, Matt. Um, I I was impressed by it. You know, mm. I I think in the past I've criticised Big Finish for being a bit formulaic. Yeah. So to to have a story that appears to be going beat for beat with what I expected, and then. Yeah. Turn that round. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, that that might be one of the reasons I did enjoy this story. Yeah. So so basically, what what happens is is um, uh, the 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 doctor finds himself on on one on one side of the battle. Um, you know, he's talking with the generals. He's being very very doctory about it, and um, I, it goes without saying. Hurt's performance is just magnificent throughout this and um you know the way he very quickly kind of wins over the 
the military types that he's rubbing shoulders with here, I think is really, really well done. And you're Im immediately quite sympathetic to them and you're learning about their plight and how hard it is to be living in this state of perpetual battle. And the other thing we haven't mentioned is that the soldiers are continually resurrected. Yes. Like they will die, but they'll just come back again, which is such a brilliant... The whole thing, the whole concept of the Neverwhen is basically this encapsulation of the futility of war. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know. I, I thought the idea of the Neverwhen was... It, it's one that works within the confines of Doctor Who, but yeah. it's quite a clever one and quite... It, it's one I, I would like to see again. You know, yeah, it absolutely. Because it is very different from what we've seen. It reminded me of... Is it the Doctor's Daughter, the episode where the soldiers only live for, like, ten minutes? Yes. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was a bit like that, that, like, the war feels like it's gone on forever, whereas in this one, it maybe has gone on forever, but they have no concept of forever. And Yeah, yeah. T time time is, is rendered utterly meaningless. Mm. And so you are just left with this, with this, you know, unsolvable war. No one will ever, you, because no one's going to ever be forever killed. No one will ever win. Yeah, um, and if you and, were and, victorious, and one side, time's just going to rewind and the war starts again. Yeah, yeah, and maybe one side has the upper hand for a bit because they've got tanks, whilst you've only got swords and 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 uh, cavalry. But then, you know. Things will things will flip, and your your side will be resurrected, and all of a sudden they've got, you know, nuclear weapons and and, and spaceships. Um, but but ultimately everyone involved is trapped in this endless cycle of war. And, and and the thing I love is that it plays its hand early. We get this twist at around the twenty minute mark, after we've grown sympathetic with the soldiers that the Doctor is is. Um, is getting to know and he's starting to help them gain an advantage in this war, at least in the short term, uh, they start to evolve forwards in their own timeline and we discover that they weren't Gallifreyans, they were Carleds, mm. and they evolve into Daleks. Yeah. And, and so I, all I, of a sudden... I think yeah. it's clever because we do... I, I mean, I certainly just made the assumption that, you know, because they were friendly in the time war, they were... Uh, time lords yeah. rather than devolved Daleks that were going to yeah yeah it works it, well it, it, it's it's so it's so simple and so clever and and again I like that you could very easily have written a version of the story where they string that out and that's your big twist ten minutes before the end but no it hits you with that at the twenty minute mark and then it keeps going and. Uh, finding new routes, and then you've got this whole second half of the, of of the of the story where the doctor, the doctor, you know, through a bit of techno babble, uh, basically imposes a set time period on the Neverwhen, which is sort of a, you know, a rural, bartering economy, um, so very limited weapon options. And it basically buys them enough stability to start to forge a peace. And he also sort of manipulates their memories, I think, so that they've basically forgotten their reasons for fighting and can establish this peace. And he goes with Cardinal Lystra, who is 
the the Time Lord war chief pulling the strings uh, in this situation. Uh, there's references to something that was established earlier in the box set. Uh, if you're curious, listeners, the whole box set is worth listening to in order if you've got the time to do it. Um, uh, so the Doctor has has this sort of uh, what's referred to as an Archron leash. It's this kind of collar that that kind of gives him a shock and keeps him in check, basically. But he's constantly kicking against that uh, over the course of the story. And so they're kind of exploring this planet. And it seems like the Doctor's won. And has achieved this peace, has basically imposed peace upon them. Mm. Uh, but then you get this sort of sense that uh, human nature takes over, or Khalid nature, Gallifrey nature, it doesn't matter. Um, and after a certain point, they're fighting over natural resources again. Yeah. And, and I, I liked the, yeah. I, I forget the lady's name. The, the chief Gallifrey and Time yeah. Lord was. Uh, Cardinal Olistra. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I liked the idea that, again, because I, maybe I had a skewed perception of the War Doctor and his role. Um, yeah. But I, I like the idea that he's almost like a third party here. He isn't siding with the, the Time Lords or the Daleks. You know, I thought he was yeah. leaning towards preserving the Time Lords against the Daleks, but actually, he's not happy about any of this, is he? No, he just wants the war to end, mm. and he wants it to end with 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 the smallest number of casualties possible. And uh, so, Alistra is is a key feature of the the Hurt Era War Doctor stories, um, where essentially she she is representing you know the Gallifreyan war effort. And part of the effort is knowing, knowing what a potential strategic boon having the Doctor on their side would be. And so there is this constant tension all through all four box sets of Olistra wanting to kind of to try and control the Doctor and use him as a weapon to advance the Gallifrey war effort versus the Doctor wanting to end the war and minimise the suffering, and doing it on his own terms. So he's still a renegade, he still has this natural suspicion uh, for his own people, um, but he is... There are times where he's willing to go along with the plan, or it might seem he goes along with the plan for a bit, but then actually he's advancing a slightly different agenda and he pulls the rug under them from the end and you know we get a bit of that here where it seems like they finally got him where they want him and and he he rejigs the archer unleash to to fire outwards instead of inwards and means that he can he can go ahead and steal his tardis back at the end and that's a that's a lovely little punch the air moment of just like the doctor being the doctor mm-hmm. um but i i love that that's the victory at the end of this because in terms of the, the never when itself, the best ultimately that the Doctor can do is end it. You know, the planet's gone. Everyone on it is destroyed. <laughs> you know, um, it's almost a microcosm of what for a long time we're led to believe he ultimately does in to, to end the time war. Yeah, see, when I listened you know, this morning, I was like, it's not a very doctory move, but then I was like, actually, it's the most doctory move. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the thing is, he's he's kind of he's already done it on that scale, on the scale of one planet. Does it? 
is it any any worse for him to then think in terms of just wiping out all the Daleks, all the Time Lords, you know, which is ultimately what he is going to do with the moment when we get to that point. So it's almost it's almost like he's testing the waters for that mm-hmm. manoeuvre. Um, and, and you, I mean, again, her is magnificent in the way you feel his pain in doing, like, he, he's tried so hard to avoid this, but ultimately it seems like it's the only way out. It's the only way to end the perpetual misery of war, um, in this instance, um, you know, he tried to impose peace and, and, and peace failed. So it's not it's not the jolliest of lessons, perhaps. But I think that's kind of fitting. And and I, I love this is why I love the war doctor as a character and find him so endlessly fascinating. In that he is doctory, but he is confronting head on the kinds of compromises which previous and subsequent incarnations would be unwilling to make. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I feel like I've dominated this conversation. I don't know if you had anything more specifically you wanted to say about this story no, or I, like this I say, incarnation. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm probably not going to, but I wouldn't mind listening to the rest of this box set. Um, it's a good listen. Yeah, no, it features. I... It also features the recently departed David Warner in a good uh, one-off villain role. So and uh, I, I would recommend this. That would be yeah. That well, be... that's that's great to hear. That's great to hear. I mean, I, I, I likewise, I, I would. I think. I mean, I think all four of the um, of the John Hurt War Doctor Adventures box sets are worth your time. If you are interested in this incarnation of the Doctor, you can't get better than this, really, because ultimately this is the man himself playing the part and, you know, being given generally scripts of very high quality. There are there are some that I think, you know, are weaker than others, but, you know, that's, that's Doctor Who. You know, everyone's got their preferences and they're not all going to be absolute bangers. But overall, I think it's across the four box sets it's a pretty high standard um and i will also mention that i i think the the war doctors begin sets they'd be doing with jonathan carley also some very strong stuff in that and actually there was one there's one story in particular that was so good i i was tempted almost to choose that over this yeah i ultimately chose this one because i thought if we're gonna talk about the war doctor Let's let's use it as an opportunity to pay tribute to John Hurt as well. Um, but if you're just in pure story terms, uh, there is some stuff in uh, the, the 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 War Doctor Begins sets with Jonathan Carley that I think are certainly of of the equal um, of some of the best uh, on in the original run and. Yeah, it's just, it's a fascinating incarnation of the Doctor. And I love, ultimately one of the things I love about Doctor Who is having all these different versions of the same character. Mm. And it's why the the big finish sets that I'm particularly drawn to are the ones with 
with the the incarnations that we didn't get enough of on TV. So it is the War Doctor, uh, the Eighth Doctor, the Ninth Doctor, um, and I think will be uh, when they come out the Fugitive Doctor. I'm so fascinated to see what Big Finish uh, managed to do with that incarnation. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's a I lot of untapped potential there. Yeah, I think so. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's a, it's a, obviously a very strong recommendation for me. Uh, sounds like it's a recommendation from you as well, Matt. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I hope you've, um, if you've not listened to it, then, uh, this has piqued your interest. Like I say, I know these things are expensive. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of money to splash on, on three hours of, uh, of audio drama, but, um, they do go on sale reasonably regularly. It's worth keeping an eye out for that. And uh, ultimately, I think I think um, there's a lot of a lot of joy to be had in them. And some genuinely powerful storytelling, as I think was the case with this one. Like it doesn't. That's the thing. It doesn't pull its pen. Its punches, does it? No, it's maybe you know, got a li- little more license to explore certain things than the TV show. Yeah, but it does so in a way that feels genuinely mature, not like Torchwood. Oh, God, no. Where it's like mature on a surface level, but underneath one of the most immature things I've seen in a long while. I, I apologise for bashing Torchwood. This is just where we are at the moment. I'm sure Torchwood gets better. Everybody tells me that it does. But, um, yeah, we're not there yet. No. Um, so I guess that probably about does it for uh, for the Ward Doctor. Um for now at least maybe who knows we'll touch on some more war doctor stuff in the future yeah. i would rule it out what, um what's our next bonus episode what am i watching this week the next or one is to, or... you are in for a treat matt we're doing we're doing the fourth doctor okay we're doing romana uh we are doing uh, Mark Cockrum from uh, the All the Time and Space podcasts pick the horns of Nymon. Excellent! Wow, one to look forward to. So, yes, absolutely. Uh, as always with these bonus episodes, trust Mark and his judgment. So. <laughs> as well, you should. Um, so, uh, yeah, I can't promise exactly when we're going to be dropping that one hopefully hopefully at least in the next couple of weeks that's what we're aiming for i think with that one uh but until then as always thanks for listening uh we've got more torchwood uh reviews coming your way um in the next few weeks we've also got our 200th episode coming up soon it's only like four and a half weeks away or something like that three four weeks yeah so that's an exciting one looking forward to that Uh, but until then as always thank you so much for listening and until next time cheerio bye now thank you for listening to neither the time nor the space if you wish to contact us, our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on Twitter we are at timenorspacepod. 
and thank you to Alexander Urban for his smashing arrangement of the Doctor Who theme.